Does the law really work the way TV and movies depict? Let's discuss with Christine and Christine. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. This is our podcast, Law and Pop Culture, and this is hosted by the Mattis Law Group, where we talk about things that we've seen in the news, movies we've seen, or just anything entertaining that relates to estate planning or guardianships, because it's what we do in our firm, and we like to give our spin on it. I am Christine Mattis, and I'm joined with my co-host... Karen Sahagrinsky. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to our podcast again. And I just have to share with you, we're not just, it's not just Chris and I today, not just Chris and Chris. We're also joined today by Lisa Peck. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Now, we're very excited. Day, new director of operations. So I'm so excited to uh, be on this podcast with you all. Exactly. I mean, so excited that, you know, who says that on their first day, the first thing said, okay, you're also going to be on a podcast. So I, I think, <laughs> you know what, this is the, the best first day ever, maybe. Ever, <laughs> ever, ever. So very excited. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Matthew Perry. And I think a lot of us have heard about him, know about him. Uh, and he was really in, you know, that really the most, one of the most famous sitcoms that's been uh, around, Friends. I have to ask you, have you guys, I mean, you guys watch it, Lisa, Chris? Of course, I grew up watching it in college. This was yeah. like what we did. Yes, <laughs> that's Same right. Here. And I mean, here, you just, just him as a person. I mean, he's been in quite a lot of other movies too. Of course, Friends was the big one, but I really loved the one that he had with Salma Hayek. That was just like one of my favorite movies. So, <laughs> What movie was that? I don't remember that uh, one. Part of, why can't I remember the name? This is terrible. It was, was one that he was with with Bruce Willis. Remember that I think it was called the Whole Nine Yards or something like that. Yes, that I remember that. Too. But oh, I don't remember what it sounded like. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, you know, and he is. Oh, I love it. Lisa's on it. See, oh, it's really, Russian. That's why, we, so that's why she's firm. You know, that's it. But. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed the show. I remember watching it and just, I think because again, we were almost all in the same age range when it was happening. So it was things that we could really relate to, uh, you know, and then they had the reunion uh, and I have to say, you know, sadly, there were some interesting comments about his appearance. I think it was on HBO where they had a reunion. Uh, but, you know, when you learn about his past and you learn about his triumphs, you know, how he had really been able to raise himself from uh, addiction and things like that, it's it's so admirable. It really is. I did not have a chance to read his book, uh, but it's on my list. Um, mm -hmm. I heard it's a tearjerker. I heard it's wonderful. I heard it's really, really well done. So maybe after all of you hear some things like this, you're going to want to jump on and get the book. But Matthew Perry. So he died very young, age 54. Mm -hmm. And it was October. I feel like it was longer. I think that happens with people that we know or we're familiar with. And when you hear, like, you know, when you watch the Oscars or so, and they have that year in review of who passed, I can't tell when I see those, I'm always like, oh, I go, they passed. Or if you're like, oh, I thought, I thought that was several years ago. I didn't know that was this year. So it's for me, it's the same feeling with Matthew Perry at 54, but that was just in October. Um, and, you know, again, I think, you know, with his struggles, I think it's so 
inspiring of, you know, how he really fought. He really fought to get to a good place. Um, you know, he um, lived in California. He wasn't married and there's no children. So as a result, um, his parents are the beneficiaries of his estates and all his earnings. Um, after his parents, then we have Matthew Perry's siblings. They would be next in line. So as we know, he's acquired such a wealth uh, because of his long career with friends and then into the movie career, you know, he's done things like that. Um, I do remember he had a an appearance and I think I think it was with the good wife. I think he was there for a bit. I, I remember him playing a serious role on a series. I felt like, oh, like it's so weird seeing him not in a comedic, uh, funny, silly role. Like he was serious. Like he was like kind of like mean, I remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's lawyers are all the time. Very accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. Uh, so he had an estimated net worth of 120 million, 20 of that coming from residuals that he gets yearly uh, from friends playing in syndication. Um, and so when he passed away, a lot of people were wondering, like, you know, where's the wealth going? Where is uh, everything going? And so, again, speculation is that it's going to his parents uh, and then to his siblings. The reason is that there really isn't much documentation about his estate. There's no information about uh, a will being probated. And you know what? It, it's if you look at it, it's not even a year. So mm -hmm. I, I suppose there might be a waiting time. However, as Chris and I have always said, if you had a trust, it mm -hmm. becomes private. So no one will ever know what the contents are of your wishes. Uh, most of your asset distribution will be private. Uh, so maybe there was a trust and good for him if he did that. You know, we all go through a lot of these celebrity stories where nobody has anything. And I'm always thinking, where are their advisors, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so many sad stories. I'm sure you've heard them all, uh, Lisa, especially with your background, you know, the financial. Well, it's funny because uh, one of my attorneys, when I was in Hackensack, he was actually an attorney to famous people at the stars. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how often he told me they did not take his advice. Yeah, I know. I'm always surprised. <laughs> and, you know, I guess a lot of times, you know, they are in, in, in hustle mode, right? They, they got to go, go, go to 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 pause and think of the inevitable to think it's hard but ladies and gentlemen it's important you know you don't want to mess in your hands and the bigger your estate the bigger the mess but i have to tell you we've dealt with smaller estates and it's still just as messy and then the you know the distributions are mainly going to court costs to the attorneys involved fighting this that and if they had something in place, we would have saved all that money. So I'm hoping that Matthew Perry had a trust just because there's not much information out there. Um, interesting, they're saying that there was a heavy, because where he passed away, a heavy estate tax, um, federal tax. So right now the federal estate tax exemption is 12.92 million. So that means if you die with an estate worth more than 12 million, I'm just making it easy numbers, everybody, 12 million, federal estate tax is going to be in play. So when I read that, makes me feel, did he really have estate planning? Because man, you know, I mean, 120 million estate, I already, bells and whistles are going off in my head. Like, hey, we need to do some kind of preparation to help you with the big tax hit that you're going to receive. And um, I can tell you in New Jersey, right, Chris? And, and I'm sure you see that Lisa, there's inheritance tax, he's single. I mean, thankfully he has his parents, so I think we're in good shape, but uh, 
If because they're class A beneficiaries. Right. Yeah. So that means there's no tax. New Jersey is only one of six states that have inheritance tax. Mm -hmm. If he was a resident of New York, California, we don't have to deal with this. Inheritance tax is based upon who receives your estate assets, not how much. I mean, the tax is based on how much, but it's who. So in New Jersey, if you die and you're giving it to your spouse, your child, your grandchild, uh, or even your stepchild, inheritance tax is zero. Uh, everybody else, there's going to be some type of tax involved uh, some way, somehow. So with Matthew Perry's estate, there's a tax involved. So I'm I'm curious. And you know, it's subject to up to 40% tax. <laughs> Crazy. Right. These are the things that make me feel like what? Right. And uh, you know, how can you get the state of California though out of their debt? <laughs> there you go. I mean, I would do that too. I, I yeah. find that fascinating. You know, when you hear that. So again, um, a lot of the people that are speculating when they talk about Matthew Perry, not only is you know, is there a trust, is there a will? Nothing's much said about it. I haven't seen mm -hmm. anything. It. I did a quick overview this morning. I could be wrong. Uh, but the other thing is they're saying, okay, so residuals from the syndication of friends, where is that going? So again, my tendency is that it's probably going to his parents and siblings in some sort of fashion and some type of distribution if he had planning involved. Uh, that's what we're hoping. Um, and again, if he had a trust, I'm hoping that, you know, they, they planned ahead for any of these tax implications or anything like that. Um, but it is interesting. So again, everyone, these are one of the reasons why you might want to look into a trust. A lot of times, and again, we're talking about one of the extreme cases and uh, you know, uh, in a state of 120 million. But again, you don't have to have extreme assets for a trust. A trust mm -hmm. has many other benefits for a lot of different situations. Um, I think one of the other things that we do, Chris, is you know, planning for the future if you have long-term care issues, right, Chris? I mean, right, absolutely. And, and trust can help in so many ways. I mean, it avoids this probate process like we talked about. Um, it's a way to, to shelter some of your assets if you ever needed to go into a nursing home um, for long-term care purposes. It could be a way to avoid that, you know, that uh, estate, federal estate tax of 12.92 million to keep things yeah. under the 12.92 million so that anything above would actually go into a special kind of trust that wouldn't have to be part of your estate and you wouldn't have to pay taxes on it when you pass away. Uh, there's lots of different ways that we can plan an estate uh, to make sure that we don't have those unintended consequences of additional taxes or distributions to people who did they did not want to receive. Um, and trusts really are a good way to be able to, um, to distribute ways in the way that you want it to go. Yeah, I mean, in the nutshell, a trust is just a tool, you know, mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that, you know, I'm always the type of person that I want to know what are all, what are all the tools that are available to me? I may not want them all, but I like to be aware. A great example is I remember I was buying a car and a friend of mine was buying the same car and we we're comparing notes. And then she said, well, I'm so happy. I love my sunroof. I'm like, sunroof? I go, I didn't have a sunroof. And I remember mentioning my husband, I said, this car came with an option of sunroof. He goes, yeah, but you don't like sunroofs. I said, but I would have loved to be told about the option. That's that's the mm -hmm. whole thing. And that's Absolutely. something I always think 
people want to know about. You know, even if you don't think a trust is for you, it's good to go somewhere to a firm that's familiar with trust so they can explain it to you because you just never know. Anything that you read on the internet, anything that you're trying to find out on your own, sometimes it gets overwhelming, confusing, uh, and you don't want to make the wrong decision. So anyway, so I think- when's, When's the right time? Like Matthew was 54. Like what great, great question, Lisa. And that is really a popular question. Typically, once you're 18, you're an adult. You know, we are always promoting families that if you have children who are turning 18, let's get at least certain types of documents in place. And, And one of the things we always remind people, estate planning isn't all about what happens when you die. Estate planning is about I'm alive. But what if I become disabled? What if I can't communicate? There's tools that we should be looking at. So when we have kids saying, going off to college and they're 18 and something happens in that state and the doctors won't talk to you because they're saying like, oh, because you're they're an adult, I don't have any authorization mm-hmm. to talk to you. Um, mm-hmm. It could be a power of attorney, it could be a living will. That's a problem. So again, I think once you're 18, parents, please look out for your kids and, and at least get those basic type of documents in place. But that's a great question, Lisa. Yeah. And so again, 54, you know, I hate to say half his life went away because I'm 53. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's time, especially when you're accumulating assets. You know, you're always thinking, what will happen? Now, mm-hmm. here's a question, right, Chris? And you probably again, Lisa, I've seen this. So say he doesn't have any type of estate plan and people are just kind of stalling. The common question is, okay, so then what happens? He passes away. He's not married. He doesn't have kids. What would happen without a will? And I think you'll know where it goes, Chris. I'll know where it goes. So basically it goes where the law says it's going to go. It's not going to go to his, you know, living girlfriend if he has one or living boyfriend. It'll go to his parents. And if even if he had a bad relationship with his parents, it didn't matter. Because there was no will or trust or any documentation that says who it's going to. Now, yeah. you know, you can avoid that whole process of, you know, sometimes we don't, we feel, oh, I don't need a will because, you know, I have beneficiaries on everything. But what about your car? What about your house? What about your regular bank account? Who's that going to go to? So unless you have a beneficiary or owner, owner of everything that you own, it's going to go to probate. And it's going to, if there's no will, it's going to go based on what the law says, regardless of your relationship with your parents, or if it's your children who are left, regardless of your relationship with your children. So it's important to have your wishes in writing, whether it's a will or a trust, you know, that's something that can be discussed at a later time. But if, without having it in writing, it's going to go based on what the law says. Yeah. And, so and can Lisa, non-relatives come in and muddy the water and put in a... Sure. Yeah, without anything can, in writing... Everyone claims a situation where there were promises that were made and that that I should have been the one. But again, and they may be all true, but without anything in writing, it's Mm -hmm. up for grabs. So you got to duke it out in court, which, Mm -hmm. you know, sadly, the legal fees take a big chunk, sometimes all of it, sadly, uh, Mm -hmm. because it's just the, the process here of how things work. Um, but Lisa, I, I'm curious in your background, you have the financial background. I mean, how often do people have beneficiaries? So that's the other thing I always try to encourage people. Make sure if you have an asset, if you can designate a beneficiary, why please do. (laughs) uh, Exactly. And a lot of people don't realize that you can actually put them on 
not just CDs or, and you can put them on money markets, you can put them on checking accounts. Really, um, I have encouraged this as a practice. Mm -hmm. so, um, and I, I let everybody know, just go in, go to your bank, go to your, um, and, and your financial planner will do that on those instruments. Uh, but your bank probably will not always bring it up unless you do. Notice that. Yeah. I know mm -hmm. a lot of clients where they're like a deer in headlights when I say, okay, you have these and you have beneficiaries designated. They're like, oh, I didn't know. I said, oh, please. And, and but one thing I always want to remind my families that we help with, even if you have an asset where you have a beneficiary, you really still should have a will at the very mm -hmm. least, because if that beneficiary dies, what? If you don't have a contingent beneficiary, then what? You know, it, it you know, you, you want to have the plan. You want to have everything that because I have personal, I have personal experience with that where someone who had beneficiaries, that beneficiary died and like, oh, now we got to go through probate. Now we got, you know, and you want to, mm -hmm. you know, and no matter what state you are, people always say, well, you know what? New Jersey probate is easy. It's not complicated. I get that. But it is still a process. It is still now making your document public. It is still, you know, about appointing people and maybe getting bonded or not. Bonded. There's a there's a lot of nuances. And you know what? It helps to do it. But uh, I really feel that, you know, there's a lot of things that you could do to avoid a lot of mess and headache. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so that's why it's just important to talk to firms that do a lot of this so they can just lay out the plan, lay out your tools uh, and things like that. But and also, um, and also, Chris, I just wanted to mention, yeah. you know, naming a beneficiary, you know, as long as you know, that's the person you want this to go to, that's fine. But very often people want to make sure that the that person distributes it based on the way they you tell them to. You know, I named my daughter to be able to distribute it to the rest of her siblings. Well, technically, she is not obligated to. Maybe you'll sell, you'll tell her she'll come back. You'll come back and haunt her after she passes away. But that doesn't usually deter somebody if they're receiving some significant amount of money. And once they're the beneficiary of that amount of money, legally, it's theirs. Mm -hmm. So if they're on Medicaid, if they have liens against them, if they have judgments against them, before she can even distribute it out to all those other people you promised you know, to give them to, they might be eaten up by her creditors. So it's never, always, not never the best option. Um, it's something to consider. Yeah. It's definitely an option to consider, but you really have to look at a lot of different circumstances before you name somebody as a beneficiary. Oh, yeah. I mean, in that scenario, Chris, um, I also think, what if that person gets divorced? Now mm -hmm. that that asset is part of the divorce, nobody cares. Saying like, ah, it's really not for me. It was for my yeah. my aunt, my uncle, my siblings. Nobody cares. It's going to be mm -hmm. part of the divorce. Say that person dies. Now, say if they have a spouse, that spouse is now that's my money. I have no obligation to your sister in law or my whatever. It gets so scary. So it sounds great, but I, I, you know, as lawyers, we're here to go down and tell you we've been down that street. And here are all the potholes. Here are all the intersections. Here are all the things you have to be careful of. Uh, yeah, so, you know, scary things. You know, money makes people funny. I said it many, many, many times, sadly, you know. Uh, but yeah, so these are good things to be aware of. Um, now, uh, interestingly, on November 3rd, Matthew Perry Foundation was created. It is formed as a donor-advised fund that aims to help others struggling with addiction. Uh, it's a nonprofit maintained by the National Philanthropic Trust. Um, 
it's not really clear who created the trust. So again, it makes me feel he had some estate planning documents that said a portion of my estate shall go towards the formation of a foundation. Blah, blah. That's that's really how it is. And we did a podcast uh, before, um, Lisa, to just clarify what is a foundation versus what is, you know, certain nonprofit charities. So a foundation uh, is an entity where they will have an overall theme or goal, but they can choose other nonprofits to contribute to. Whereas if it's just a nonprofit, you have that one mission and you're just dedicated to that that sole situation. Non foundations have a little bit more leeway. Um, and the podcast, if you want to look at the past, everyone, I think it was season one, it was regarding Paul Newman and his daughters because he had the Paul Newman Foundation and there were issues with that. Don't you love it? I love linking our past episodes. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought, you know, there's a lot of good that have happened here. And again, to me so far, this seems to be one of the better situations where celebrities, I feel, has planned it out just because I don't see any weird ugliness and people mm -hmm. fighting and fighting lawsuits to get this, that. And I think things were um, set up properly uh, because we are now into January. He passed in October. Sadly, when Prince passed away, when Aretha Franklin passed away and other celebrities, uh, there were problems within three to four weeks. People already filing lawsuits to say, I, I'm I'm a sibling, I'm a blah, blah, you know, I want to be executor. No, I want to be executor, things like that, or, or administrator. Uh, I, again, I don't see this. He is survived by his mother, Suzanne Morrison, father, John Bennett Perry, his stepfather, Um I'm so sorry, uh, Father John Bennett Perry. His stepfather is that Dateline journalist, Keith Morrison. I like his voice, like the way he's, didn't he do uh, To Catch a Predator? I think that was Keith Morrison. Oh. I think oh, that was him, right? I, that him? That. I think so. I love his voice. He has five half siblings uh, from his parents' um, other marriages. Um, so again, you know, I think this is one, again, a classic case where I feel that hopefully things will continue to be good. Um, I, I Again, I love the idea that they formed a foundation. I find that very challenging to have it formed on November 3rd, mm -hmm. a couple of weeks after he passed away, unless this was something in the making prior, but I, I don't know, my, my gut's telling me that this may have been part of his overall plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I hope Absolutely. everyone enjoyed this. You know, it's, it's a great example of why we should plan ahead. All the good you can do, you know, you can create foundations, you can help others, you can help others who are struggling and do good with your uh, estate if you plan ahead uh, and that the money can be used usefully and not being wasted in court causes and fighting and, and things like that. I think that's a lot of waste, sadly. So hopefully oh, everyone will think ahead uh, and, and plan ahead and deal with firms who do this a lot firms that like ours, you know, it's a big focus of what we do. So I really appreciate everyone tuning in. I think it was a good episode, everybody. Very good. I agree. Oh, that was great. I got, and you know, just to, just to share with everybody, you know, estate planning, like Christine said, is not just for when you pass away. It's also just making sure you have the right people in place to help you. Right, whether it's you know having legal documents or having a financial advisor and knowing what you know what your tax situation is and having an accountant, it's all part of it. And you know we can help with that. We can help you with you know finding people who would be the best fit for your specific needs. 
And of course, more importantly, they have your legal documents in place too. Uh, yeah. But this is all part of what estate planning is about. And it's not something, you know, it's not something you shouldn't, you should wait until the very last minute to do. Because usually once you have something planned, nothing happens. That's just, everything just falls into place. <laughs> and um, it's I usually- I an umbrella to... outside yeah. because I think it's going to rain. It yeah. will not rain. So- Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think so too. And Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. I love oh, your input. You know. Thank you. I am so honored to be working with both of you uh, who are experts in this field. So I, I am going to spread the word that, uh, you know, be like Matthew Perry. And, That's right. Uh, get all <laughs> your ducks in order and, because you never know, right? You never know. No, be like Matthew. You don't no, want your can't. family fighting after your past. You no. want to, you know, really be at peace that everything's going to where you you are you want it to go. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think all of us have had some sad story of what happens when families fight. And, and you know what? Don't get me wrong. Even when we do have certain documents in place do, you know, fights happen, sure. And they're for different specific reasons, but a lot of it is uh, mainly either for clarification or for authenticity. But in the big picture, once it's proven that this is your intent, there's nothing much you could do. This is it. This is exactly, you know, and you as a beneficiary may not be happy with it, but there's nothing you can do. Um, mm -hmm. One last story. Um, there was, um, I heard this over the weekend, so uh, a attorney friend of mine is representing a woman uh, and she passed away. She wasn't married, didn't have any children. She did have a brother, but in her will, she designated five charities. Uh, and what the issue is, is that she wanted to be buried next to her parents um, in the state that they're where, where they are. Uh, in order to add another plot, they needed a blood relative to consent. So they went to brother. Brother went almost apoplectic because he couldn't believe that her estate is going to charities. I uh, felt he should have been the beneficiary. Sure, but in the big picture. So now he's withholding mm -hmm. signing off on the plot. So the advice was, you know, since there is funds in the estate, might as well just get her own plot and set it up next to mom and dad. Sad because she would not have needed to pay if as long as he had consented. Mm -hmm. um, and another example, money makes people funny, sadly. I know. Oh, you know? So yeah, yeah, but oh. anyway, so, uh, you know, there's pre-planning for death, too, that we really should be talking about, you know, so that's mm -hmm. another episode. So <laughs> That's uh, another episode, absolutely. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and look out for our next episode that'll be coming up very, very soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more, go to mattismall.com.